Content in today's podcast contains information and discussions of miscarriage and mental health, which some listeners may find triggering. If you need support at any time, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or the National Postpartum Depression Hotline at 1-800-PPD-MOMS, M-O-M-S. Now let's get into today's episode. Okay, I guess we're just going to jump right into it. No fancy music today, none of that stuff. Um, I decided to make this podcast episode today because um, on the 22nd was National Rainbow Baby Day. And for those of you who may not know or not familiar about that term, basically a rainbow baby is your baby born after loss, miscarriage, stillborn, or infancy loss. So they're really a big light into this world after such, you know, traumatic experiences. And, you know, today I wanted to share with you guys um, my experience with pregnancy loss, with infertility issues, and, you know, really tell you my story. Um, To be honest, when I was going through that, only thing or one of the things that got me through it was listening to other women's stories and to know that I wasn't going through it alone and it can be such an isolating feeling for a lot of women you know and especially from different cultures and you know different backgrounds it's so it's such an isolating experience and I think we need to talk about it more because this is this isn't not normal You know, this is things that women go through every single day. And, you know, when we talk about it, we are creating opportunities for people to learn and to really understand that, you know, maybe there's a hiccup in the health system, in women's health. You know, there's there's so much, guys. I can get into it, but we're just going to get into my story today, but... Let's start with, hold on, let me get my notes here really quick because I want to make sure that I stay on track because I can get sidetracked very easily. I'm just putting out my notebook here because I wrote down some notes. And I guess I just want to start like from the beginning. Um, You know, me and my husband, we've been married for a very long time, almost 10 years, I want to say. No, six, seven it doesn't matter. We love each other. <laughs> We've been together for so long. We met in 2008 in college. And, you know, even a lot of stuff happened in college, too, with um, with our reproductive health and stuff. And with that, I'll go into a different time. Or, you know what? No, I'm going to go into it, to it now. I wasn't, but I am. So in college, um, we went through an abortion together. And, you know, sometimes it's still very hard for me to even say those words out loud because it's just such a bad stigmatism when it comes to abortions even like in in the politics in today's world and our cultures and religions and stuff like that and to tell you the truth I've spoke about it before on many occasions um and I'm I'm pretty sure my mom and my family know about it but to say that I've sat down and had a conversation about my abortion 
I don't think that's ever really happened. And I don't honestly think it's ever going to happen. Maybe at another time, but I still feel so uncomfortable talking to my mom. And, and you know, about this because, you know, you feel guilt. And I think for me, I knew right away when I found out I was pregnant. I was like, I cannot have this baby. And that was my decision. I know and I knew deep down in my heart that I wasn't able. I know if I worked hard enough, I would I would be able to. But I think with me, you know, being fostered within my family and my mom not raising me and stuff like that. In my mind, I didn't want to have my child, you know, not have the life that they deserved, you know. And I felt for me, my college education was going to provide a life far greater than what I grew up in. And trust me, how I grew up wasn't bad, guys. Yeah, I grew up in the hood and stuff like that. It could have been worse. Um, I think that I'm blessed in a lot of ways. And I'm I'm happy the way that life turned out for me. But I didn't I didn't want that that weight. And I was only a sophomore in college. So you could only imagine and I felt that I needed to finish i needed to have that that diploma in my hand to say yes you're successful you made it you know so that that abortion really played a physical and emotional like grip on me like i was in pain physically guys and emotionally it was just like i was torn up it was crazy um and it's funny because, you know, a lot of the women that I know, they've gone through abortions, you guys. It's it's something that's normal that us women go through. So that's why I don't even know why it's even freaking policed or freaking a, a political question about our women's health, you know. Because um, that day when I went into that abortion, let me tell you, that abortion clinic, there was women of all types of race, genders, ages. It did not genders no not genders (laughs) but all types of race and ages you guys there was all types of women in there so you know we can't judge each other we we know what's good for us and we just got to respect people's decisions but that was in 2008 fast forward many years later um me and eddie got married in boston in Oh my God, he's going to kill me. I don't even remember the year. 2013, 2014, around that that time. And when he was when we were living in Boston, he was actually on a boat for majority of the time that we were in Boston. So, you know, I really didn't have time to like spend with him or anything like that. Um, after he finished his A school and all that stuff, we actually ended up moving to Virginia. And in Virginia, that's when we decided that, you know, we wanted to start our family. And, you know, it's crazy because growing up, you think, oh, getting pregnant is so easy because your parents are like, nothing. Don't be fooling around with these boys. You're going to get pregnant. And you think that just the boy looking at you and you're already pregnant. That's how that's how that's how I felt. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we were just like, you know what? We're going to try. And I think it was I want to say it was the first or second try. I ended up being pregnant, you guys. And you don't even know like I was ecstatic over the moon like I was just like wow but that let me give you a little background right 
when I found out I was pregnant, I was actually suspended from work. (laughs) Yeah, you're hearing that right. I was on a leave, suspended for work for two weeks because I got into a little, not altercation, but a miscommunication with one of the parents. And honestly, I was moody AF. And I'm not that I went off, but yeah, I kind of went off on him. But he was a jerk, you guys, like a real jerk. Maybe it was like the pregnancy hormones or something like that. But that guy really like got me over the edge. And I don't know, when I was home with that, um, being on my suspension or whatever, I, um, took a pregnancy test and it was positive you guys oh my god you don't even know whoever's been in that situation and and see a pregnant positive pregnancy test is like your stomach hits the floor like it is such a weird and exciting feeling but um but yeah so I was so so excited and I was probably maybe like I want to say oh oh the can't forget when you find out, you call your doctor right away, make an appointment. Duh, that's what I did. And um, and I remember I called, made an appointment, and I think two days later or something like that, I started bleeding. Guys, that's like the worst feeling in the world, right? Like you're going to the bathroom and all of a sudden you see blood, especially after a positive pregnancy test. Oof. And I would probably say I was about maybe six weeks, right? So I see the blood and I already knew in my heart that this this wasn't good. And I went to urgent care and I told them, you know, and let me tell you, these people at the hospitals, they need to figure out like like bedside manners or whatever it is when it comes to pregnancy loss. Because let me, like I felt like to them, this was like nothing like it was normal for me. It was my world was ending and when I had the ultrasound, they had a transvaginal ultrasound, which is where they take the probe and they stick it up your vagina and they check. It's a better way to see the baby that way. And to see the ultrasound, there was no baby. There's no fetal pole. There's no baby. And my world was crushed, you guys. Crushed. And let me tell you, when I got home that day, the cramps, the amount of physical pain that I was in that day I I couldn't even explain to you like I remember exactly where I was I was sitting on the couch on the left side with the arm and I told Eddie to go get me a pizza from Subway with pepperoni and some Midol because the pain was excruciating like to the point that I remember I went to work, I think I want to say like the next day, because I, I had fought that um, the two-week off thing, and I ended up going back to work. Um, but I remember going into work and not being able to stay there, telling my assistant director, like, listen, I cannot be here. I'm miscarrying. Like, I got to go. And I was taking the train that day. So I, I was going from Arlington down to, where were we staying? Oh, in Alexandria. So I was going from Arlington to Alexandria. And I didn't have a car, so I was taking the train. You guys, I was wearing sunglasses on the train, like crying because I was in physical pain. And and my heart was broken. It, it was really, really, really tough for me. So that happened. And, you know, we kind of just like 
took it and and just ran and we just you know we started trying again and it took a while for us to conceive again i honestly don't remember what year that was i think it was i want to say it was like the end okay gabby was born in 2018 17, 16, I want to say like at the end of 15 going into 16, because then my second pregnancy that came after that, I remember I conceived in May, was it May? Yeah, I think it was May, (laughs) guys, I'm horrible, so I conceived in May and I was due February of 2017, that sounds correct yeah i think so i gotta write these things down so yeah i think it was may let me let me look that up but i believe that's how it goes so may june july august september october november december january yeah yeah okay yeah that sounds about right so yeah i conceived in may of 2016 the second time you guys and i was supposed to give birth february 4 2017 okay now with the second miscarriage and this is the one that's going may into february so this was natural as well we didn't have any help or anything like that just having fun whatever and i got pregnant and i was so excited but so nervous at the same time like because once you go through a pregnancy loss it's kind of like engraved in your head you're just like oh my god and literally you're going to the bathroom every two seconds to make sure you're not bleeding you feel something coming down you immediately go into the bathroom to check like no if ands or buts about it okay so i find out i'm pregnant so excited you guys Obviously, I called my doctor right away, and I ended up joining this midwife group where they had it at Fort Belvoir. And what it was, it was basically um, a two-hour class that you get to sit down with a midwife and other women that are due around the same time as you. And there were about seven other women in the group, and I was so excited to do it because you learn everything and anything about pregnancy and giving birth and all that fun stuff and I was I was ready so I go you know the first time we see the baby we hear the heartbeat everything's good to go I'm thrilled excited but you know I still have that fear in me so I ended up buying a Doppler I think that's how you pronounce it, a Doppler, a fetal Doppler thing. It's like this little um, portable Doppler that you get to hear the baby's heartbeat. So I was obsessed with it, you guys, because I was like, it brought me peace of mind. And I think a lot of moms um, out there who are going through infertility or stuff like that, they can understand that the Doppler gives you peace of mind because you get to hear your baby's heartbeat. You don't have to go into the facility to hear it with the ultrasound so i got my doppler i'm listening to the baby and you know when you're getting your test or like going to the doctors i believe it's a six week appointment eight week and then after eight weeks you don't go back until 12 weeks right so everything was good at the six eight week mark boom we're fine um i ended up going to a camping trip for eddie in june june 7th 
and I go and all of a sudden guess what guys I start bleeding again and I'm freaking out here at this freaking campsite nobody knows that I'm pregnant or about to have a baby and I'm like oh my god what's going on blah 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 so we have to wait to get home to make an appointment to see what's happening we make an appointment we ended up going in and come to find out baby was fine but I had a subchorionic hemorrhage now that's a whole big scientific term for it but what that basically means is there's like a lining between the baby and where the I guess the egg implants and then there's just like hemorrhaging there there's just blood and a lot of times it clears up and it goes away and the baby's fine and healthy um and you know I wasn't bleeding consistently every day but I would have blood coming right but they're saying, you know, everything's fine. The baby looks good. Don't worry. Sometimes this goes away. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then around the 10-week mark, I want to say, I start checking for my baby's heartbeat. Because I don't know. I just felt something in my heart that it wasn't right. And I start checking. And I don't hear the baby's heartbeat. And I remember this spot. For sure. I was sitting in our walk-in closet because we had a little walk-in closet that went from the bathroom and then it was the closet and then it was our room. So I remember sitting in the closet and not hearing the baby's heartbeat. And I remember looking at Eddie and telling him something's not right. And he was like, you're always just negative. Just be positive. Everything's going to be fine. And I was like, something's not right. I already knew. I already knew in my heart that something wasn't right. And I went to that 12-week appointment. And it remind you, just to remind you guys, it, it it's an appointment with the midwife with the seven other women who are due at the same time as you. So I go into the meeting. And before the meeting even starts, you sit down with the midwife. They weigh you. they And then they lay you down on the table. And they check for the baby's heartbeat just to make sure everything's okay. So everybody checks and I'm the last one to go. And the girl before me went and they couldn't find her baby's heartbeat. So they're like, you know what, we'll bring you upstairs after to the OBGYN clinic um, just to do an ultrasound to make sure everything's okay. So I go last and then same thing with me, can't hear the baby's heartbeat. So they're like, you know what, just wait after the meeting, we'll go upstairs and we'll check. I sat in that two hour meeting knowing in my heart that something was not right. So I go in, and the first lady goes in, she checks, everything's good, she walks out, everything's good, bye, see you next week. Then I go in, and remind you, it's the midwife, and then it's the nurse, I believe, and that's it, right? So there we go in, and they put the little jelly on my belly, and then they put the, the little wand over it. And I remember this so vivid. I remember seeing the baby's head and like the baby's body shape and everything. But I don't remember seeing the baby's heartbeat. And I knew right there and then the baby wasn't going to make it. And I just bursted out into tears. Nobody could, nobody had to tell me. I already knew that the baby wasn't going to make it. And I bursted into tears you guys even eddie like we were devastated and of course she had to go get the um another doctor to 
kind of confirm like yeah the baby you know doesn't have a heartbeat and it's crazy because you know she oh my god what was that she's a special oh she is a special nurse let me see if i can look it up really quick um the fertility doctors hold on there's a specific name for the fertility doctors let me see fertility doctor name okay hold on because she's the one that kind of confirmed that this was um they're called like reproductive endocrinologist or something fancy yeah that's what it is the reproductive endocrinologist she's the one that confirmed that the baby didn't have a heartbeat and you know she gave me my options like what do you want do you want to pass the baby by on your own or do you want a dnc and i could not even fathom fathom the idea of me passing my 12 week old baby by myself at home what the fuck no so i told her i needed a dnc and we scheduled the dnc right away um i think it was like i believe it was a monday that we went in and that wednesday we went in for the dnc um but me and eddie were devastated but let me tell you something one thing i said to that midwife because she was like i'm so sorry and i turned around and i'm like not like a, a vomit mouth, but I'm the type of person that I just say how I feel sometimes right on the spot. And I remember turning to the midwife and saying, you'll see me again. Like there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to have my baby. I didn't know when or how, but I was going to have my baby. So I turned around and said, you'll see me again. So, <laughs> so we go and that day me and Eddie were so, so devastated. And, you know, what comforts our souls is food. Me and Eddie are like big foodies and we went into DC and went to this soul food spot and got some mac and cheese and chicken wings and just all the deliciousness to kind of like make the pain go away. And I remember posting a picture of cherry blossoms on my Instagram because when you're laying in that OBGYN office and you look up, they have like this little skylight with cherry blossoms i don't know if it's like to bring peace to mind or whatever it is but it's just over your head and i just felt like the cherry blossoms just signified my baby and i remember posting a picture on my instagram you know just telling people because i think like literally i think we announced it august yeah i remember because i told my mom and everybody that we were pregnant we were just so excited you guys and um, and I remember I was telling people, you know, we lost the baby or whatever. And the first person to call me was Alex L. And we cried on the phone because, you know, she was going through her miscarriages as well. And it's just so crazy, you guys. It's It's really crazy. Like, I couldn't eat. It was just so hard for me to process that because, you know... Once you see that positive pregnancy test, especially if it's something that you want, it's like that baby's yours already. And there's nothing that can take that away from you. And for it to be taken away not once but but twice from me, the guilt of having that abortion in 2008 was so big. It was 
weighing on me like a ton of bricks like if the whole world just fell on my shoulders and it was hard you guys it was hard me and eddie went through a lot of arguments a lot of like pain i just you know i don't even know how to explain it but um but yeah that that was really 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 tough to go through so wednesday I went in for my DNC, they gave me anesthesia, like they put me down and you know the doctor did such a great job. Um that doctor is a blessing, let me tell you. She's the one who helped me conceive Gabby and I, I'm just so grateful. Oh, talking about Gabby. She's up. Hold on. BRB. <laughs> All right, you guys. I am back. I'm so sorry about that like erupted ending but gabby actually woke up and she has some molars coming out the back of her teeth so i'm in my car right now i just dropped her off at school and i'm gonna finish the story so we can get this going um i think i'm gonna actually do a part two to this because it's already long as it is so i don't want you guys to be here listening throughout the whole thing so i'm gonna just break it up so part one is just gonna be the miscarriage story and then part two is gonna be the infertility journey with um what medications we took and all that fun stuff so let's get right into it so that Wednesday I went in for my DNC and I went in with the reproductive endocrinologist and she's the one who performed the DNC and stuff like that and with this DNC they're gonna go ahead and you know clean out my uterus and stuff and just really see what happened um they can't see what happened like physically but they they can find out what happened genetically like to see if there's any genetic stuff and things like that so the dnc happened and it's so crazy because after it happened um you know you they put you in like this kind of like waiting area to wake up because you do have anesthesia and when i woke up i told the guy am i like in the hunger games i really felt that way like this shit was crazy and you know they give you your apple juice your crackers they make sure you can eat and then you go guys so like i told you me and eddie we have food is our comfort so after the the procedure we went to smash brothers or that burger spot oh my god it's so good now i want some burgers (laughs) but we went to the burger spot and um and right outside the burger spot you guys i threw up everywhere like that anesthesia must have gotten to me because i threw up my life in front of that burger spot and then after i threw up like i was fine but you know the doctor told me when she got the results back or whatever that the baby was perfectly fine there was nothing really wrong um they can also find out the gender now they said if it's the only way they can find out the gender is that if if it's a male um if the thing comes back male then you know okay it was a boy but sometimes what happens is that the maternal blood gets mixed with it so sometimes it can be just an error so when she came back they said you know what it wasn't a boy um so i just always figured that you know it was a little baby girl that we were going to give birth to and we named her olivia and you know for me it was really hard like i think the physical like healing was easier than the first miscarriage the first miscarriage my physical healing was hard you guys 
And my doctor did say that um, I had a lot of like scar tissues in my uterus and stuff. She really had to clean my uterus, which, you know, I'm grateful for because I think that's what helped me kind of have a healthier pregnancy um, the third time around. But physically, I was healing fine the second time around. But mentally, it was hard, you guys, because one, friends were pregnant you know and giving birth to their babies around the same time and you know I was going to baby showers and stuff like that I couldn't show up I couldn't show up and and, you know and it questioned a lot of friendships and it was a lot of heartache but I think we have to allow ourselves the time to heal and you know be happy for other people because you know giving birth to to human life is is a beautiful thing you know um And I think we shouldn't take away from other people's joy, but we also have to set boundaries for ourselves and realize, you know what, this hurts too much. I I can't show up right now, you know, and I think people need to understand that. But I think the only way people can understand that is that if we're transparent enough to speak about these things, you know, like not make it so taboo, like, oh, my God, like miscarriage. It's such a like touchy subject. No, I think it's something that a lot of women go through a lot let me tell you i feel that the statistics isn't one to four i feel like a lot of women that i met have either gone through miscarriages abortions like all these reproductive issues you know like so for me i feel that a lot of women deal with these struggles some women they don't and you know that's a blessing in itself but a lot of women go through issues and struggles when it comes to pregnancies and trying to give birth and all that stuff so you know that was my journey when it came to like miscarriage and guys it was it was really hard like I said the first time it was more physical and the second time it was more mental like I'm telling you me and Eddie would fight so much and I'm so happy that we were kind of strong enough to like get through that and become better person or better people um not only for ourselves for but like for the people around us and that's it that that is my miscarriage story guys it it was let me tell you if this was during the time when everything was happening i think for me i would have just broke down and cried and oh excuse me oh my god i have the worst allergies i can't believe i sneezed here hold on do i delete that whatever this is going up you guys (laughs) i love you listen for me platform social media all that stuff you're gonna get what you get like this is a hundred percent vanessa this isn't like no professional thing no this is a hundred percent vanessa we're gonna talk like we're friends okay (laughs) so excuse my sneezing (laughs) but yeah so that's my story and i just you know women this is like a message to women out there you know even like i don't know if men hear this too but be kind to one another, you know. Stop being so damn nosy and mind your business half the time. You know, a lot of people, they're smiling on the outside, but they're hurting on the inside, you know. And it's little comments that really get to people. I think we just have to learn how to be kinder to ourselves and to others and really know how to show up for, for one another um, without being so ju- damn judgmental or you know, oh, you, you're not pregnant yet? Like, no, stop that. Stop it now. 
Stop asking people when they're going to get pregnant, all that stuff. It's none of your business, okay? Unless somebody confides in you and tells you what's going on, don't freaking ask, all right? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of 100% Vanessa. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and follow me on Instagram at I am Vanessa Gabriella. Until next week.